Okay, stand by there, podcast. We're going to go live here in just a second on StreamYard. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope on this August 10th day, uh, 10th day of August, excuse me, 2021. We will. Uh, Thursday, everybody, will be four weeks from Dallas at Tampa. And three weeks, cannot believe it, three weeks from Thursday, we'll be starting college football season. We'll be in the Labor Day weekend. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of college football, is a sad uh, week here for us. I talked about the legacy of Bobby Bowden uh, passed away over the weekend. Uh, thoughts and prayers with the Bowden family. And on a personal note, uh, thoughts and prayers are with um, Kathy, a loyal uh, watcher of Sports Scope. Her husband passed away. I'm sorry to hear that. I've got notifications of that. So, uh, you know, try to not hold any grudges in life, folks, and not take things too serious. You never know when. Our loved ones are be gone. Uh, also, so today I'm going to talk about the ACC. Can Clemson get back to the playoff? Can they win a national championship? I'll talk about Clemson, the ACC, Florida State, uh, teams of interest in the ACC. I don't talk about garbage teams no more. I don't have time for that. Um, also, uh, there was a signing. The Boston Celtics, I tell you, they – what a signing. I mean, they got Dennis Schroeder for peanuts. I couldn't believe that. Uh, Josh Allen's a rich man. Uh, well worth it. Uh, also, uh, Luka Doncic, 22 years old. He's a rich man uh, with the NBA. Well worth it. But first, I want to talk about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has been missing practice as of late. Uh, first week of training camp. Uh, now, David Coley and Nick Casario, uh, the general manager, is saying that he will not even make the trip to Green Bay for the first preseason game. I'll tell you this. I've been watching this very closely the last few weeks, okay? Uh, just to give you a recap with the Deshaun Watson situation, now Dow uh, Dallas, now Houston is saying, or they are saying, that they will listen to offers. We've heard numerous reports about uh, the Eagles reaching out and the Eagles make the most sense at this time. This is my latest opinion on what I see this developing into, okay? The fact that he's not, he's barely practiced and not making this trip, I think that the, the, the Texans are either going to wait the week of week one or they're going to wait to the October um, uh, uh, trading deadline date. It's like the second or third week of October. Because part of this is, uh, of course, that's for competitive reasons, but I do think a lot of this is for spite. He has publicly criticized the organization. I'm not saying whether they should do it this way or not. I would have dealt him probably in the offseason and give this whole new coaching staff a try because you're busted so much on the salary cap. I would have tried to dealt him to maybe the Dolphins or somebody and got that three pick, but that's my, that's me. I'm not as stubborn as the Houston Texans. So, but I do think part of this is through sabotage Watson for this season. I think Nick Casario, the general manager, uh, is behind this, and I think they're going to trade him just before week one. So he won't learn a new offense that quick and or let him play into the season and trade him. Either way, uh, he's going to be way behind catching up on a new offense. 2021 20, uh, will probably be a, a learning curve for him, and, and, and then he'll get a fresh start in 2022. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think he's going to make it through this season as a Houston Texan. But I do think he'll show up for regular season games. I think he needs the money. Uh, these civil suits are costing a lot of money, you know. The Giants play blue and white game. Okay. All right, Carlos. So that's what I have to say about that. Now, Pickles, uh, you know, guys, I was talking about yesterday or over the weekend with my dad about 
the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they are now favored to be. Um, they are now favored uh, to win the Super Bowl over the Tampa Bay Bucks. Are you kidding me? Listen to Peter Schrager on the Colin Cowherd show. Yeah, Carlos, I did hear that. That uh, and I said this. Uh, Carlos is saying the Jets need to pick up Watson. Uh, I said this at the very beginning. Uh, the Jets need to be very patient with Zach Wilson. They need to be very patient. He's 20 years old. He's extremely young. He's undersized, and he's coming off of one great year at BYU. They need to run the football more. I do. I'm not really in love with. Uh, I wish they would have got better at running back. Uh, an offensive line. I was actually. I think they got Barry Tucker or somebody at offensive line. But they feel like they should have won a little bit higher grade on the running back. Maybe they will with the running back they got. They did get one of the running backs from uh, Carolina, not the better one of the two. But we'll see how that plays that plays out. Tight ends and running backs is what you need to do for uh, very young running backs like that. Maybe make a move and go after Zach Ertz of uh, Philadelphia. So, anyways. So the Kansas City Chiefs guys are now favored to win the the Super Bowl. Peter Schrager, NFL reporter on the Colin Cowherd Show today, talking about why he likes and a lot of the um, prognosticators, Pickles, is that how you say it? Think that Kansas City is going to get back, and I'm going to argue against that. Listen up. Didn't have any idea. This is Colin Cowherd and Peter Schrager today talking about Patrick Mahomes, specifically the Kansas City Chiefs and their offensive line upgrades. So here we are. They are favored, not Tampa. They are favored to win the Super Bowl. You've always had a great relationship with this organization and insight. Do you, um, I don't know, Buffalo, Kansas City. I, I don't know. Do, do you like them? Uh, you make a prediction every year. You put it out there. Last year, you predicted it was it Tampa and Kansas City in the Super Bowl? So you've been pretty good on this. Your thoughts about the Chiefs going forward this year? I'll say this, Colin, and I appreciate you calling me after that. You always do show me my respect for that. But that was all on Mahomes and what he did. Um, this year, there was a lot of concerns in the offseason about their offensive line. Yes. And not only did they address it, I think they got one of the best offensive lines in football. And the player I'm going to give you a name for, this is why people listen to the herd. They want to hear about offensive guard play. But the <laughs> Is Trey Smith, and he's an offensive guard who they took in the sixth. Yes, round. from t- Tennessee, wasn't it? Yes, yes. yes. So I would agree with that. Medical concerns. He is dominating Chiefs training camp this summer. Like dominating, like dominating the defensive line, the first line. They are so excited about him and Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma. They also brought in Orlando Brown. They get back Dom, uh, Tardif, the doctor who is up in Canada. They have rebuilt this entire offensive line. And I can tell you that they believe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to get humming in year two. Mahomes looks healthy. He looks good. I think the Chiefs are going to come roaring back with a vengeance. And I think they like the fact that they're kind of being dismissed after that Super Bowl performance. But yeah. Okay. He already mentioned one of the guys, Tardif, from the Chiefs. Okay. Well, guess what? That was at 1145 Central Time today when that interview was made. This afternoon, around 5 p.m. Central Time, this came out of the NFL Network. In Rappaport, Laurent Devarney Tardif recently broke a bone in his hand at practice and is out four to six weeks. That means he's going to miss week one against the Cleveland Browns. The the good doctor who was a uh, 21 sports person of the year. So that's essentially saying their whole offensive line is going to be replaced. They go up against a revamped defensive line to start the season week one of the uh, week one of the season against the uh, the up and coming Cleveland Browns, a team that kept them within one score uh, in the playoffs. Okay. Here's another fun fact for you. So that's one more offensive line. Since the uh, salary cap era began in 1994, since the salary cap was implemented in the NFL in 1994, 
No team, including the New England Patriots, has ever, has ever went to three consecutive uh, Super Bowls. Do we say, what about Buffalo? Buffalo went to the Super Bowl 1990 to 1993. 1994, the San Diego then Chargers played. Uh, 94-95, they played the San Francisco 49ers and was demolished. The New England Patriots, a team that went to the Super Bowl uh, with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick nine times, winning six of nine, never been to three consecutive Super Bowls. So you're trying to tell me, and by the way, Patrick Mahomes, other than one year, has not finished the season. Uh, he has been a little banged up just about every single year. Remember, he got a concussion in that Cleveland Brown game. Uh, remember the year they went to the Super Bowl? He was out two games there. They caught a break. They caught a break, but they almost lost that Cleveland game. Okay? So a lot of it is luck, guys. The critical Broncos fan. I say Washington will give them the most issues. Uh, I'm, I'm dreading the Chiefs. Get the lines better. Okay, here's some more facts about it. You guys got to look at, now, the Broncos. Now, if they make a trade and get potentially Deshaun Watson, uh, that makes it even more difficult. But here's my thing, guys. You also have to look at the fact that they are playing a much more difficult schedule, okay? They got to play... Uh, the Chargers have a the Chargers had the 32nd ranked offensive line last year. Okay. They have picked up an all-pro center, Corey Lindsey. Uh from um they got a center there from 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 Green Bay, Rashawn Slater. Uh at left tackle. He's having a great camp, by the way. They've also picked up a player at right, I want to say right tackle from Pittsburgh. One of their players, key players that they lost as well. And also look at Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, this offensive line. You want to look at the, um, you want to look at also the offensive coordinator. I'm looking for this guy's name, guys. Stand by here. Uh, Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi comes over from New Orleans. So they're going to run a lot of uh, dump down stuff to uh, Austin Eckler. It's going to be like an Alvin Kamara type of situation. They've got a new head coach. They're going to be much better, okay? So they're not going to be. The Raiders have upgraded defensively. The Raiders split with Kansas City last year, guys. Remember? They were one of the uh, only teams to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, okay? Uh they got to play Tennessee, who made the playoffs last year. Uh, they have to play Buffalo, a team who made the playoffs last year. I'm picking today, I'm picking the Cleveland Browns in week one to beat them in Kansas City. I know that's a hot take. It's hard to beat Andy Reid. Uh, it's hard to beat Andy Reid in September it's hard to beat Andy Reid off of a bye week because he schemes up new plays. But you got an entire offensive line you're replacing against guys like Jadavion Clowney, Miles Garrett, Malik Jackson, uh, Josh Johnson, I guess is his name, uh, an upgraded secondary uh, players they picked up from, from the Rams and also through free agency. They have a lot of Defensive backs that are uh, that are coming back. Grant Deplete, I think's his name. Denzel Ward will be back at cornerback, and also Odell Beckham will be back again for that Cleveland Browns team. So I'm predicting them to lose Week One. That'll be the biggest game of the week, by the way. Uh, week One, we are five weeks away. The uh, no, four weeks, four weeks from Sunday will, will be Week One. That's the biggest game of the week. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Uh, but I'm just saying, so they are going to be uh, critical Broncos, Fran. I guess you're saying, I guess they play Washington. Well, if they play Washington, 
uh, depending on if Fist Magic is hot or not. Yeah, yeah, Washington could beat them. Washington has a very good defensive line if Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing. They're going to lose games. To, oh, but they play They play Green Bay, by the way, off of a short week. Uh, now, I think they may beat a Tennessee team. Don't get me wrong, because I think Tennessee plays Monday night after that. But my point is, you have to have a lot of breaks to get to the Super Bowl and this salary cap air. Again, again, guys, no team in 27 years since the salary cap was implemented in 1994 has been the three consecutive Super Bowls. Nope. No team has done that. They've done and That's happened that way for a reason. The salary cap. Uh, now, money-wise, yes, they can do it because Mahomes is not a very um, – uh, he's not taking up a lot of the cap this year. He's actually got a very good team-friendly cap number, air quote, Okay. I do think Orlando Brown is good. I do agree with Peter Schrager that Trey Smith uh, was way underrated and should have been drafted much earlier, but he had some kind of uh, health problem that I think he'll be able to get past, and they did get a steal there at guard. But when you're placing that many offensive linemen uh, with the league that's upgraded around you, you're not going to get that kind of push. Uh, the, the odds are heavily against the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, but to me, as of today, it, 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 it's Buffalo, Cleveland's uh, to lose. It's one of those two teams, and I will break down the AFC, uh, some of the NFL next week. I'm going to finish up on college this week. I'm going to talk about, here in a little while, I'm going to talk about the ACC, Clemson, Miami. Will Miami be able to break out this year? Carolina's got a potential number one overall pick at quarterback, but that's for the college game. So, I'm just not that high on Kansas City this year. That doesn't mean I do not like Kansas City. I'm just saying that uh, just not that high. Okay, the Dolphins, uh, they have playoff aspirations. Remember, they went 10-6 and six last year. Uh, they brought in uh, – they have upgraded their, uh, their wide receiving core there, you know. Let's see, what else have they done? They have so much news out, guys. I'm just going to do the best I can to get this get this going here. But basically, they've upgraded. It. Everything is on Tua this year. So uh, they did renegotiate the contract of Xavier Howard. Uh, mainly that come from because he was mad because Byron Jones is making more money than he is. Uh, making like 16 to $13 million, essentially. Uh, they gave him a few more incentives. Now he's going to stay with the Miami Dolphins. Xavier Howard, they have a strong, uh, a good chance. Now Tua, uh, this is a big year for Tua. He needs to make a big step. Again, I just talked about Justin Herbert and the major step that he made in the first year of becoming uh, a starter there by accident, taking off with the Chargers. I think he takes another step. Tua has to make a big step this year, or Miami's going to be looking by probably Thanksgiving. I do agree. Colin said that, and I do agree. Somewhere around there, if they're uh, not having a winning record by then, I think that they will look be looking to move on from a Tua, possibly. It may not be technically, but I think those talks about moving on will be – um, will be discussed there. So they're going to keep Howard. Howard's going to agree to stay. They had that big part of what they're trying to do is defense. Two good corners. Uh, they've upgraded wide receiver. Remember, they drafted receiver Waddle out of uh, Alabama, and they drafted. Um, well, they signed the other receiver that got over there from Houston. Now I'm trying to figure out where this stuff is here. Oh, here it is. Uh, Will Fuller. They brought in Will Fuller. They've got Miles Gaskin at running back. Wish they would have added a little bit more. I know they got Malcolm Brown at running back as well. So they're, they're going to be a good team. Just how good, I don't know. I still like Buffalo to win that division, okay? I still like New England to beat them in week one pickles. So this is a big make or break for Tua. Tua said he didn't even know the playbook last year, pickles. He didn't know enough plays to even audible out of plays that he thought 
that the offensive coordinator was sending was bad. They have changed offensive coordinators to, to make it better for Tua. So this is a big year for Tua, okay? Quite frankly, quite frankly, if, if I was Miami, I would have went a little bit harder at trying to get Watson. And I don't know if they did that or not. Maybe they did, and it hasn't been reported yet, Pickles. But I would have made a run to get Deshaun Watson. You get Deshaun Watson, you're challenging Buffalo for the division, and you're making a run at the Super Bowl, in my humble opinion, okay? And other news, uh, Michael Thomas with the New Orleans Saints puts out a cryptic tweak after it was reported that he ignored the Saints' calls for months after the 2020 season. Uh, Michael Thomas, the uh, highly paid New Orleans Saint wide receiver, they tried to damage your reputation. You saved theirs by not telling your side of the stories what uh, Michael Thomas has said. If Michael Thomas... The issue with Michael Thomas is now I'm hearing pickles that as he uh, blew off his uh, blew off his surgery that was supposed to be done right after the season and did it in about June and now he's going to miss a few weeks into the regular season kind of pulled a Scotty Pippen. Spot Track says if they trade him, the dead cap would be nine million dollars this year in twenty two point seven. But they will save a million dollars this year if they trade him now. They'll save two million next year. Okay, and then the guarantees uh, for Thomas for the new team would be fifteen in twenty twenty two, sixteen in twenty twenty three, and nineteen million dollars in twenty twenty four. Let's see if I can get you that soundbite, guys, that I got uh, in Rappaport talking about Michael Thomas. Of the, of the, um, yeah, I think it's pretty clear the relationship between Michael Thomas and Saints head coach Sean Payton and the organization not really in a good place. Not that it's ever going to be fixed, but it is not great right now. And look, the the fact that Michael Thomas had surgery in June is not anything that made anyone happy. The team thought and believed that he was going to have surgery right up to the season, be fine for the start of training camp for a variety of reasons. That did not happen. And the fact that he seemed to not be up front with the organization throughout, none of this is good. So then the question, of course, is are they going to move forward with him or are they going to trade him? I would say a trade is certainly not off the table. At some point, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints move on from Michael Thomas eventually, but it is complicated. Here's why. He's not healthy right now. He's still recovering from that foot surgery, probably going to start the season on the PUP list, so you're not going to be trade, able to trade him until the trade deadline. And then it's $8 million in dead money this year, $22 million in dead money next year. Not impossible, but not easy either. Okay, I just read those stats. Now, what does this sound like? Um, put that on the screen there, Pickles. That's a good idea. Move him to San, uh, San Diego, which it's really L.A. I know I'll still call him San Diego, too. But anyways, this sounds a lot like Antonio Brown after he signed the big contract with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. This sounds a lot like uh, Stefan Diggs after he signed his extension with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Michael Thomas was known like a, uh, Antonio Brown before this big contract, uh, like a T.O., a very hardworking guy, one of the early guys that come in uh, college, very hardworking, grinder, uh, works, runs through every play, one of the first in, last to leave. You know all the cliches. And then when they get that big money, they all of a sudden got this attitude. That's what Michael Thomas, I mean, I, I even glowed over him too. Uh, the stats, I mean, they they traded Brandon Cooks because of Michael Thomas's production. But this is a problem you get sometimes when you get these diva receipts. get this money. There's something about wide receipt. When they get this money, not everybody, but a lot of these guys, they get these issues, you know. And personally, if, if that's true, if he's blowing off this is true, he was uh, kicked out of practice. I want to say he was suspended last year for conduct detrimental to the team for a game. Um, I don't like the way Sean Payton's handled this. I don't. They're a lot like the way Sean Payton's handled a lot of these things in the past. 
But I will say this. Yes, I would shop him to, for draft picks. They need draft picks. Uh, they've got players. Their kicker's hurt now, Pickles. Uh, they're getting play guys that are retiring on the offensive line, Pickles. Uh, I'm not sure about a um, – I'm not sure about – uh, this team, uh, Jameis Winston, for instance, with this team. Uh, why didn't Jameis Winston start last year instead of the other guy, the running guy? Uh, I got a feeling that this team is doing a slow rebuild and they just don't want to face it. At first, I thought they may be okay, but now that we're getting into training camp, there's more or more turmoil with this Saints team like I originally thought. Once I realized that they were almost $60, $80, million over the cap, now they're having to pay for that. They have a really good GM in Mickey Loomis who drafted uh, Michael Thomas. But, yeah, I would trade Thomas. Uh, his stock is going to be down. And like, uh, like in Rappaport said, you probably can't do nothing around the trade deadline. Love to get him in there get his stats up at the end of September, perhaps, and into October, just before that trade deadline, and a team that's playing a quarterback like a Justin Herbert on a rookie salary cap, uh, you could definitely use a Michael Thomas there alongside of a Keenan Allen. Maybe he gripes about balls being thrown his way. guy like Michael Thomas needs to be with a strong personality, like an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, like a Ben Roth, like a Tom Brady type of player. He's got that strong leadership skills, maybe a Russell Wilson, somebody like that. But those teams really don't need wide receivers, okay? Uh, Josh Allen, uh, he got digs in line. He's a very good player. He's intimidating presence, okay? So anyways, speaking of Josh Allen, let me go to that. Let me go to that story and everything. Um... Yeah, I, think I, I will say this about Allen, that he, you know, he was not the first quarterback picked. Cleveland, uh, I remember Mel Kuyper when that was draft was saying the whole time that this guy from Wyoming may be a little rough around the edges, but he's one of my top players, this is his voice, that I've ever scouted in the history of scouting since 1980. Uh, you know, my, he said his greatest uh, uh, player that he, he's ever uh, scouted w w was John Elway, quarterback-wise. But he said this guy wasn't too far behind him. He was just behind Andrew Luck. And, you know, Cleveland still wanted to go with Mayfield. And now Josh Allen has signed this money. He is worth a fortune now, uh, 150 guaranteed. Let me see. check this out. But I will say this. He's a guy that has, he has, um, there's some good years left that they could still have a window to win. This year's one of them. Uh, they've upgraded their wide receiving core. And all thing they need, Pickles, is really a running game. They got an offensive lineman back. Uh, they've got a key defensive lineman back. I think the defensive lineman took the opt-out last year, Pickles. He took the opt-out last year, and then they, uh, like I said, they got a, they, their best run-blocking offensive lineman back this year. They picked up Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Gabriel, uh, Taylor Gabriel, I think is his name, or Gabriel Davis Pickles, is the young wide receiver that's replacing John Brown with Stephon Diggs with Cole Beasley. Only thing I think they can probably get better at is maybe linebacker. Uh, the tight end for Buffalo is not the best, but maybe they can get better. Other than that, this team's got what it takes to win the whole thing. Let me change out my, my uh, podcast, folks. So I could not be happier for the Buffalo Bills, a team that struggled ever since Jim Kelly left. Taylor Gabriel, thank you, Pickles. There used to be another, uh, or maybe in Gabriel Day. I have to look that up later and see. Either way, they have a loaded roster. Uh, they're a team that is 
on, on the premise of winning the whole thing. I still think they're going to win the AFC East. They're going to push. They may beat Tennessee this year. They may beat Kansas City in the um, in in the AFC. I'm going to have to break it down game by game to make sure uh, where I come at, set at this year. I, I do think they're the best team in the um, in that conference and one of the best in the entire. Uh, National Football League, more NFL news. Uh, the NFL just made it official in a memo that clubs' unlimited players can return from a team's injury reserved list in 2021 and eligible after three games. So you do not have to miss uh, eight games on the injury reserve. And also, you cannot taunt a player. Taunting. So if you spike the ball in the middle of the field like Tennessee did Baltimore, Tennessee should not have done that. They stomped in the middle of Baltimore's field, and then Baltimore came back and beat Tennessee in the playoff, and then they did it. So uh, two warnings, and you get ejected nowadays. Uh, that's a new rule that also will be in effect uh, in the NFL. Uh, the, the, the Colts, Tom uh, Palacio, that's a guy I was trying to talk about the other day, Pickles. Uh, Frank Wright with the Indianapolis Colts says, that it wasn't Jacob Eason doing the starting uh, first-string quarterback snaps. They've got Sam Ellinger out of uh, Texas, rookie out of Texas. That tells me that Jacob Eason has not really got their attention yet. So uh, Frank Wright is trying to spin this, but, you know, they're still not comfortable with Eason, and they're not comfortable – uh, basically, they're just not comfortable with with their with uh, anybody but Wentz right now. So that is a situation to monitor. If it's me, if you could work out something to bring Rivers back, possibly that would be fine. Now Wentz may be back for week two. There's a possibility he could be back in week two, as early as week two. But that was just going to show you this team has got uh, they got a hole to dig out, and they ain't even played a game yet. Okay. But I thought that was interesting. I'm going to touch on a little bit of NBA news. Dennis Schroeder, man. I mean, Dennis Schroeder, in the middle of the season last year, turned down a four-year, $84 million contract extension from the Lakers. Well, I denied the money was the reason in the exit. And it's pretty clear he did because he could not get more of the Lakers or some other team. So now he has signed a $5 million deal to play with the Boston Celtics basically got a free player practically. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. So now Boston, they've got a new coach with Jalen Brown, Al Horford, uh, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Robert Williams at center. They got uh, Josh Richardson, uh, and of course, they've got this new coach here. They got this new coach and Brad Stevens. They got Brad Stevens. Uh, he he's in the uh, what you call it now? Uh, Spurs assistant coach. They got Brad Stevens, and Ainge is gone. So I thought that was a great move by Boston. They're they're always one of these teams that deals just seem to fall to them. You know, they're the bargain hunters. Uh, the reason I think that Schroeder's issue was had an attitude problem. Uh, you know, he, 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 he reminds me so much of Rondo plays like Rondo. He's got Rondo's, uh, Rondo's bad energy, but he also passes the ball like Rondo, but the, the Dolphins are the, um, Celtics didn't want to bring him back for whatever reason. So anywho, and, of course, uh, Luka Doncic, 22 years old, uh, $205 million signed. Uh, you know, I'm proud of him. They need some help for the guy. He's going to be there four more years, five more years, whatever. He's got the Supermax, 22 years old. Uh, I know they brought back Hardway, I want to say. They need a number two. Kawhi Leonard's going to sign this extension with the Clippers. Uh, they still need to make that happen in the next few years through trade. 
maybe go after Simmons. Uh, they need another player. They need a Damian Lillard or somebody like that. No, not Ben Simmons. Excuse me. Check that. Uh, Damian Lillard or somebody of that nature. Uh, I don't know if my Cuban may be part of the problem. You know, they got the new coaching staff there with Jason Kidd. Uh, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. But they're still a player short. Uh, he's a, Yeah, he's definitely a bargain even at 200. You know, 22 years old, Pickles, and a $200 million contract. Unbelievable. I just, you know, what was really surprised me about that, guys, is $400 million that Chris Paul has made in the NBA. I mean, that that's just unbelievable. But kudos to him and the um, Indianapolis car, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. They're making that happen. Uh, Barstool Sports possibly could be broadcasting major league games. And, uh, you know, I read this story and I thought to myself, you know, with Amazon going to pick up Thursday football next year for the next 11 years. And now this is only a rumor, but there's probably some smoke to it. Barstool is a, is a, like a comedy type of, uh, sports satire site started by Dave Portnoy back in 2001. And it seems like that this is a play to get younger viewers involved in baseball because they're losing viewers um, because they're so reluctant to change. They're not like the NFL. But it just tells me one take is that the world is going to streaming. Shows like mine are going to be more prevalent than your basic network shows in the future. Hopefully I can make some money because it's really killing me sometimes financially to do this. But, But it also says streaming is now and it tells you how desperate baseball is. Again, not to sound like a broken record, shorten the season, uh, bring celebrations in, uh, eliminate shifting, bring in a pitch clock. Uh, uh, I like the extra inning, put a player on second base. Uh, the, the regular season should end July the 31st. We're in August. Think about it. I think it's still dead now. Preseason football, I mean, it's okay. Come on, five minutes. You get you get a major league baseball playoff right now, Pickles. I'm all in. So there's a possibility that Barstool Sports Pickles could be broadcasting some of the major league baseball games. Uh, like I said, it's a desperate attempt to get uh, younger audiences involved in the felling sport there for the major league. Baseball. Let me see if I can find those numbers on Josh Allen. I know I'm a little bit out of sorts tonight, guys. I usually am. Um, college football coaches poll came out. Talk about that here in just a second. Michael Thomas. Thought I had that on here, but I may not. Darius Leonard is going to he resign with the Colts. Good signing there, I thought. Yeah, Josh Allen. So this year, only a ten million dollar hit. Next year, $16 million. So they got two years to get to that Super Bowl, Pickles, because then it goes up to 39, then 41, then 51, then 47. So this year, next year, that's your window for, for Buffalo, Pickles. That's your window for Buffalo. So be as aggressive as you can. Get the defensive players you can. Uh, you've got enough offensive uh, firepower and work on that running game. So – Sorry, I just wanted to give you all that. And another, like I said, I was talking about the the Chiefs. Talk about the and go back to the NFL earlier. The Raiders signed uh, a healthy, supposedly Gerald McCoy. Now he's in his thirties, playing defensive tackle. But they also got Yannick uh, Nagehu, I guess is his name. He's uh, come over from the Ravens slash Vikings slash Jacksonville. Uh, kind of bounced around to a couple of teams, and and now he's with the Raiders. Maybe that's a bad thing because he's bouncing around, but he's a pretty good he's a good pretty good pass rusher. And Gerald McCoy, so that's two good players there. And, and, and this is a team that beat Kansas City last year, so I do think that you know it's not going to be as easy for this Kansas City team as it has been in the past. Okay, so I know I'm going a little rapid fire here. I'm a little bit out of sorts here. Uh, 
Sunday afternoon, guys, I spent a lot of time looking over uh, the ACC, reading about college football. This year, I'm going to play. I'm going to bet on uh, some of the seasons ending for pro football and college football. Uh, right now, I've got a bet uh, that I think that Texas A&M will win the SEC West and win the SEC this year. That's pretty much uh, a hot take there. Um, I think that Georgia's going to be much better this year, not picking them to win the SEC or the national championship, but I will say this. They changed quarterbacks in the middle of the season, Pickles. Georgia did last year. I know I talked about Georgia the other day, but this guy, JT Daniels, came in. He hasn't lost a game. Kind of reminds me of a young Justin Herbert, a little bit like Joe Burrow. If he builds on his momentum from last year, which they did, they did beat a good Cincinnati team in, in the playoff uh, University of Georgia. I think this guy may be something. Georgia, this may be their year. I don't trust Kirby Smart and his vanilla offense, but I do trust his recruiting. So this could be their year. Uh, I'm going to talk about Clemson. Clemson plays Georgia Pickles week one. I've been back and forth. I did pick Georgia. I think I'm going to stick with that. Clemson's got a very good team. The coaches poll came out today, speaking of college. Alabama number one, you know, not much to say about that. Um, uh, Clemson's number two. The the coaches think that Clemson and this guy, what is his name? Uh, what? Uh, do, 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 do. I'm trying to give you his name here. Nine, Brett Venables, one of the best defensive coaches in the entire country. Nine starters back on this Brett Venables defense, and one of them was the best uh, defensive player in the country. Uh, Pro Football Focus has got it number three behind Georgia and Alabama, okay? And they've got the number one defensive recruit, a guy named Brian uh, Breezy, B-R-Y-E-N, Breezy. So uh, Clemson, now this Brett Venables has been with Dabo Sweeney his entire career as a Clemson head coach. Dabo has a good family work environment there at Clemson, okay? Hey, Keith. Yeah, Georgia. Uh, Georgia's path is very good, Keith, to the SEC championship game. Now, I've been back and forth. I think that uh, this Jimbo Fisher 9-1 and one team, most of these guys are coming back. Their quarterback is a 400-meter guy. Uh Jimbo Fisher is a better coach with quarterbacks than Kirby Smart. He's not quite the, the recruit of a Kirby Smart, but full disclosure, I've already picked uh, Texas A&M to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Okay? The biggest game in college football for Labor Day weekend is the game I'm about to talk about. Okay? It's... Uh, Nine starters on defense, five on offense. Clemson and Georgia, okay? Clemson has this quarterback here. I'm going to call him DJ. His last name is like Giannis Antetokounmpo, but it's not like that. He's a five-star guy. He played a little bit last year. Uh, remember, he almost beat, uh, true freshman almost beat Notre Dame last year. Remember that? And then Notre Dame beats him in overtime. And, of course, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence tested positive for COVID or whatever. So, But this guy's pretty good, five-star player. He's got good wheels. If Georgia had been at starting pick, uh, uh, Keith, if Georgia – this game is being played in Charlotte, North Carolina, so that's actually going to favor Clemson as well. But this JT Daniels uh, pickles, this guy. JT Daniels for Georgia. And Georgia is currently, their preseason ranked fifth. Clemson in the coaches poll was ranked second. Clemson's going to play these guys in Charlotte. It's supposed to be a neutral site game, so you're going to get 50 from Georgia and, and 50% from Clemson. Because JT Daniels is playing, uh, he played half the season last, a little bit more experience. 
than this DJ guy from Clemson. I think Georgia beats them. Now, if for whatever reason that Clemson beats Georgia, which they could, Brett Venable's defense, Clemson could run the table. My thing is, I think Clemson will probably run the table. Uh, they'll probably lose this game. But I think they'll run. Check out who they play afterwards. They do not. For one thing, they play Florida State. They're still down, and it's at home. Their road games are at NC State, at Syracuse on a Friday night. That's awful bye week, though. Uh, Dino Babers had one great year. Last year was really a bad year, and the year before that, but Three years ago, he was a hot commodity. He's kind of cooled down as a head coach, the, the coach for Syracuse. But they play at Pittsburgh. They may give them a game for a half. They'll run Pittsburgh out. Then they got Florida State at home. And then they've got guys, Louisville at home, Connecticut at home, uh, Wake Forest, and then at South Carolina. I mean, uh, their, their schedule is ranked 72nd nationally. Okay? So – but they'll probably play. My guess is they'll play North Carolina. Uh, they don't have Miami or North Carolina in the regular season. They will probably play, uh, Keith, they'll probably play North Carolina in the ACC championship game. Uh, North Carolina has this quarterback here, and I, I'll give you his name here in just a second. But they've got this quarterback, Sam Howell, that may be, the number one pick between him, Spencer Radler, and there's a quarterback out of, um, I think it's Liberty, actually. It's out of Liberty of Coastal Carolina that may be the top player overall taken in the NFL draft next year. But Carolina's definitely going to get get a guy that's going to be talked about. This Sam Howell, he's going to be talked about as one of the top. He's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the country, taking Mac Brown's done a great job. He's exceeded expectations as head coach of North Carolina. I'll talk about Carolina here in a little bit. So my thing is uh, they were 10-2 and two last year, Clemson. I think that Clemson loses a close one to Georgia. They run the table. They win the ACC, okay? I think that the committee will look at that as saying, we've trusted Clemson before in the past, by the way, uh, last year, uh, this year, class is ranked fifth nationally according to 24-7. That, that's average of all the, uh, all the sites. Third in 2020, uh, class ranked. Tenth in 2019, seventh. They don't have a class outside the top ten. Uh, Dabo Sweeney, Brett Venables, they're going to have a good running game. They're going to have a mobile quarterback. They're going to have a rock-solid defense, even though they play – Cupcake, cupcake, cupcake. I'd like to get them in the SEC so they can play LSU one week, so they can play Texas A&M the next week, so they can play Alabama the week after that. And then, you know, maybe take an Auburn, look at them, and then get your butt <coughs> So, but I think the committee is going to look at them and say, yeah, we can trust Dabo and Clemson. Let's go ahead and put them in. They will be fighting with the team like a possibly an Alabama possibly a Georgia, uh, an Ohio State. I talked about Ohio State the other day. I think Ohio State may lose one game. Then again, they may not. I think Ohio State, with their first-year starter, they may lose week one to Minnesota at Minnesota, or they may lose at home to Oregon. But after that, uh, you know, they could possibly run the table. But they've got a lot of new players to replace as well. <laughs> Appreciate it, Keith, man. I got to bring you on sometime. I've been meaning to bring you and and uh, Jamie on for a while. Uh, but my thing about Clemson is, they, you know, there's a song by the Eagles, Take It Easy. And they, they've got it easy right now. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. You know, if I'm a pro coach, maybe – you know, with all this NIL stuff, maybe you go out there, Dabo Sweeney. Uh, maybe maybe Sweeney may, may go to the pros for a little while. If it don't work out, maybe he 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 coaches in the pros to maybe Nick Saban retires and then takes over the Alabama job. That was the bit rumor of what he was going to do anyways, okay? 
So my next team is Florida State now. Mike Norvell, very good coach. Uh, I cut everybody some slack. I know Dino Babers. I talked about him earlier, the Syracuse coach. One, one win, terrible season. If nobody would have fired anybody last year, again, even though I'm out of Tennessee, I don't. I didn't really care for Jeremy Pruitt from the get-go. If they would have only kept him on this year, I would have been okay because of COVID. COVID messed up everything. Uh, you didn't have a season. Then you did have a season. Uh, Mike Norvell, by the way, guy who watched SportsScope, I uh, saw him on my Periscope uh, notification uh, last year when he was coaching for uh, – year before last when he was coaching for Memphis watching my show. He was wanting to see what I had to say about the then – to be fired uh, uh, Florida State head coach, which he, he was terrible. Now, Florida State's got 10 defensive or offensive and seven defensive players back. Now, Florida State, they have not, uh, again, God rest his soul and thoughts and prayers with the great Bobby Bowden, right, who built Florida State. But anyways, uh, Florida State this past year, uh, 22nd in recruiting, okay, according to 24-7, uh, 11th in 2018, 22nd in, uh, again in 2021, and 22nd uh, in 2020. So that's not Florida State standards. They can't play with Clemson right now. You see what I'm saying? They simply cannot play with a uh, Clemson. They went three and six last year. Uh, now, now, that being said, that being said, folks, Florida State is a um, coaches that come in for the second the second year. Make sure I'm I'm good on my time. I don't want to mess up here. Uh, make the biggest difference. It's usually uh, I remember the guy from um, used to coach uh, James Franklin from Penn State. His second year at Vanderbilt, awesome. I mean, it, it, totally different team than it was the first year. So we'll see what Norvell done. Um, Trying to see if he got any impressive wins. You know what? He did beat North Carolina last year, 31-26. So keep an eye out for uh, for Florida State. They're not going to beat Clemson this year. Uh, it, I've got them losing four games at Carolina this year because it's at Carolina. I think they're going to lose to Notre Dame. Uh, I already said Clemson. I think they'll lose to Miami. And then they'll lose at Florida. So if they're 8-4, that's a successful season for this year, Pickles. Uh, if they're eight and four, because of COVID, because of the situation, because of the team that was drained from talent from the other coach. The other coach was a huge disappointment. He was in over his head. Uh, he was a good recruiter come out of uh, Oregon. Sorry, guys. I got cotton mouth, man. I got all hyped up on this college football and uh, get a little cotton mouth there, uh, guys. So, you know what? Eight and four, uh, Mike Norvell, we're going to find out a lot. If he goes eight and four, I'm going to endorse Florida State to move forward with this coach, okay? And, and again, okay, so Mac Brown, okay. Sam Howell, keep that name in mind, Pickles. This guy could be the number one pick in April. Uh, he's got pro style, 6'4", quarterback, uh, Mac Brown, former Texas coach, worked for, uh, I think he worked for either Fox or ESPN, calling games, working as an analyst. This guy been away for years. He's Nick Saban's age. Uh, he, this is his third year at, at, at North Carolina. Uh, got a player that's drafted. Uh, I think his name is Devontae Williams or whatever, or Javante Williams that pl uh, now plays for Denver. I think he's going to be great. Very good running back. Their other running back, they had two running backs drafted. Uh, Carlos, if you're still there, the other running back went to the Jets. He's the speedster. He's not the better running back. The better running back went to the Denver uh, Broncos. But you know what? Uh, their classes – uh, but I, I didn't even get there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Check this out. 14th nationally recruiting Mac Brown with North Carolina. This makes me think, Pickles, that maybe uh, Mac Brown's from Cookville, Tennessee. We should have got him here to the tight, or UT. 
I mean, what Tennessee, what are you doing? You know, getting Josh Heupel. You didn't bring in uh, the, the guy who's now the coach at Liberty, taking him the 9-1 and one series. Uh, the former Ole Miss coach, I forgot his name now, Hugh Freeze. Then you let – he was a Tennessee native. Then you let Mac Brown from Cookville, Tennessee, go to North Carolina. He was one play his first year from beating Clemson. They went for two. And he lost that game. So this year, he's 69 years old. Him and Nick Saban the same age. Got the potential top uh, first pick overall. Top five pick in Sam Howell. Quarterback. Their their classes uh, in 2020 ranked 13th nationally. 2021 ranked 14th. Uh, You know, and they were 8-4 last year. And they were 7-6 the year before that. But they beat they beat some good teams, including his first year they beat Miami, and um, this past year they beat Virginia Tech. I mean, it's just you know Mac Brown is doing a great job. So this year they got to play at Virginia Tech on a Friday night. I think they'll knock out Virginia Tech. Justin Fuentes kind of dropped off a little bit. Uh, not as high on him as I was a few years ago. The Virginia Tech head coach uh, got Florida State and Miami at home. They'll lose one of them because they're back-to-back. They're going to lose to Florida State looking ahead to Miami, or they'll lose to Miami. I don't think they're going to beat both of them, even though they're both played in North Carolina. Uh, they got to play at Notre Dame. I don't think they'll beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame is very good this year. At Pittsburgh on Thursday night, they'll probably lose that one. And they may lose at NC State again. They probably look like an eight and four football team. Um, at best, nine and three. I look for them to play Clemson in the ACC championship game, Pickles. But you can see Clemson simply got more horses. Okay. Uh, and by the way, let me look the coaches poll for North Carolina is I thought they were in a coach's poll. Maybe the coaches don't like him. Maybe they think he's too old. Let's see. Clemson, uh, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Uh, uh, Georgia's number five. A&M number six. Notre Dame seventh. North Carolina's in 10. They're in the top 10. They're ninth uh, in the country according to the coaches poll. So, I mean, University of North Carolina. Now, I would have believed that if we were talking basketball. But this guy's got a foot, a basketball school, got their football team in the top 10 in the country. It's because this quarterback is a potential Heisman candidate, him and Spencer Rattler, and potentially this, this DJ from Clemson. So, again, maybe, maybe they finished – at some point, ranked. Maybe they get off to a good start and beat Virginia Tech, beat Georgia State, Virginia, and then they uh, then they play Georgia Tech. Uh, maybe they're six or seven and zero before uh, October 9th, and, and then, then they play Florida State. They may be able to beat Florida State at home and then lose to Miami. But either way, I think they're going to playing um, playing Clemson. And that win that Clemson's going to likely get over Carolina will prepare them to beat, uh, to, to go forward over a Ohio State. Now, if Ohio State's uh, strength of schedule, these are all preseason ranked. We don't know how the regular season will play out. Maybe Ohio State gets that. Uh, but I do expect my early predictions as of now is for Texas A&M to win the SEC with one loss. That's a guaranteed. Alabama uh, to slip up at Texas A&M, not get into the SEC championship, but they finished Alabama like very strong. So you got two SEC teams in there. I think uh, Oklahoma wins all but maybe one loss, and they are they actually win their. Excuse me, hold on for a second, guys. Over here, Oklahoma. They're going to win their conference outright. I think that they're going to get in. So uh, Alabama, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, where do you get that fourth seed? Do you get it Clemson? 
Right now, Clemson's class is ranked uh, strength of schedule 72nd. Uh, Ohio State's playing Oregon. They're a top 10 team as well. Let me make sure, though. Let me double check here. According to the coaches' poll, Oregon is – I thought Oregon was top 10. Maybe they don't got the respect. I know one thing, that Oregon's classes have been in the top 10 every single year. Uh, Iowa State, Iowa State's very high. I want to say that they play uh, Iowa State this year. Wisconsin's 15th. So, you know, I may I may put Ohio State in over Clemson to make that four seed. I'm still trying to figure that out. I'll have you an answer by, thir- uh, by Thursday's show. I'm going to study it. But, you know, I know how the committee thinks. They want teams that's been there, has played well. Clemson seems to get there every single year. Now, uh, the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes, now they, they've recruited well as well. This Manny Diaz is in year three. Um, their preseason reign, let's see, what, what do they got? Miami. I thought I had Miami in here. Oregon's 12th. Excuse me. Oregon will be 12th in the coaches' poll. Miami is 16th. Okay? And... Miami is, you know, they're a team that they have trended upward and they, they've got uh, 19 out of 22 starters back, okay? Uh, recruiting was 12th this past year, 17th in 2020, uh, 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 27th, 2019th, and 8th. Their seniors, uh, that class was in the top 10. So they've got a formidable class here. And, of course, they've got uh, the Quell King. you got a senior quarterback, uh, quarterback here. I don't think they're going to beat Alabama week one. I just don't think it's gonna, they're going to play in Atlanta. Alabama's going to blow them out of the water. Their biggest games, Miami will be playing at Carolina on October 16th. I think Miami will win that game, likely. Uh, Florida State, that, that, that's that second game where Carolina's going to lose it. I think they're going to have trouble against Pittsburgh, and then they got to play at Florida State. That's going to be a tough game, Virginia Tech at home and Duke. I think they're probably about the same 8-3 type of team. Now, with all these starters coming back, could they possibly uh, run the table? Yeah. Other than losing to Alabama? Yeah, possibly. Uh, we, We shall see. The classes are there. Uh, the speed is there. It's not like Alabama or Miami of old. This is not, this is not Butch Davis's uh, 2001 Hurricane team that had Ed Reed and Sean Taylor on it. That's Alabama, you know. Uh, Alabama's got, I think his name is Bryce Young Pickles. He's he he is the similarities of a Russell Wilson type of player. But I do think that this this is a probably. Um, Maybe a 10-2, and 9-3 type of team. They're going to get a great bowl game. Not quite there yet. Not quite on Clemson's level. I don't know if they can even beat Carolina this year. But I do think they're going in the right direction. Uh, they got a little bit more soul than the team uh, under Mark Rick. I mean, Mark Rick had one good year in 17, and then they kind of just went downhill. Guy's too nice a coach to be a um, – a great head coach, very very good recruiter. Teams just didn't quite kind of kind of like Kirby Smart now. I mean, they just didn't quite live up to par. And the, the problem with Kirby Smart at, at Georgia is that his talent is even better than than Mark Rick, who used to cl- was fired at Georgia, and then he went to Miami, then he retired. You know, uh, but the ACC again going back to Clemson, not to beat ahead of horse. I mean, they don't play anybody. So it would really help Clemson if they win this first game against Georgia. Again, that's a coin toss game. It's a two-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, Clemson's favored. Charlotte is closer to Clemson than it is to Athens, Georgia, Pickles. But, um, again, I think Alabama, <coughs> Alabama's like number one or number two in each recruiting class. I get it. Uh, Bill O'Brien – very good defense, offensive coordinator. Very good with quarterbacks. 
He's Nick Saban's quarterback, our offensive coordinator. Uh, Nick Saban goes through coaches every single year. I mean, he he's he's something. Uh, again, I think that they do get caught up in the old Miss Texas A and M. I think Texas A and M gets them. Um, I don't know if they'll lose another game. My guess is they're going to Alabama's going to make the playoff and lose in the playoff. They've only got five starters on defense back, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I'm leaning on uh, Oklahoma uh, to win the whole thing. Looking at Phil Steele's rating, he talks about how their defense has statistically gotten better every single year that, that Lincoln Riley has been there. They've made adjustments every year. It gets about three points better per game every – and we know what the guy's offense is. I mean, we're talking two first-round picks. Uh, was it two Heisman Trophy winners? And another guy that got drafted in the second round, who I'm not a big fan of, Jalen Hurts, but he did look good at times while at Oklahoma. And this guy is more talented than Jalen Hurts, uh, maybe more talented than Baker Mayfield, uh, Spencer Rattler, and a undersized Kyler Murray. We shall see. Uh, they put 55 on Florida in the bowl game, Pickles. That's a, you know, we know. You know, Florida has some players out, but they were really coming into their own Oklahoma down the stretch. So that's all I got for today. You guys got an hour and six minutes out of me today. I appreciate all the support. If you like the show, please share the show. Please subscribe to the Sports Scope YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast here. Uh, you want to listen to it on Spotify and you're driving in your car. And you got it hooked up to your Bluetooth through your phone. You turn your car off. You get out of the car. You go get something in groceries. You put SportsScope back on. It picks it right up where it left off. It's better than uh, it's better than YouTube, you know. And uh, uh, if you want to contribute to the program, I need to get this crawl across the screen, pickles. I've been procrastinating that, and you can donate to the program through the Z E L L E app. Uh, through sports, the word sports, the word S-K-O-P-E at gmail.com. That's who you contribute the money to. Uh, I will be back here Thursday. I'll be talking about Hard Knocks comes on the night. I've got it recorded. I'm going to watch it. I'm uh, going to give you a review, probably of the first episode. I know how Netflix is of this Malice in the Palace uh, documentary, Pickles. I'm looking forward to watching that. And then I'm going to go over uh, the Pac-12, I've already did my, did my homework there, and I'm, tr- I'm going to really try to give you guys a playoff prediction. You kind of can see where I'm leaning. I, I like Oklahoma for sure. I like uh, Texas A&M teams that are going to win their division. Um, not sure about Clemson's strength of schedule. I'm going to have to go back and look at Ohio State, but it's somewhere in that ballpark uh, and possibly Alabama, of course to get that other bid in there. Uh, but now, eventually, we're going to have 12 teams, so it won't be any matter all those teams we get in. Uh, and, and by the way, like I said, uh, if this guy keeps getting better, JT Daniels at Georgia, this quarterback, maybe Georgia does it, Pickles. Maybe they run the table. Maybe this is the year that they they do it and win the national championship. It's wide open. It's, it's wide open this year. So have a good night, everybody. I will see you. Around 9 p.m. Central Time, check your clocks around 15 minutes till, 10 minutes till, because I get in, have a long day of work, want to get the show done with so I can uh, kind of calm down and, and go crash for my day job, okay? So have a good uh, good uh, night, everybody. I will see you Thursday here on Sports Scope. Thank you, podcast.